Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And this is my first time broadcasting from our brand new studio space in the 1438 building for four years. I've been in the 1430 building, not that anybody cares about that, but it's significant for me. And I want to give a shout out to Daryl, our studio manager and our producer, who made everything come together. The tech has far surpassed my ability in the year that Daryl's been with me. And Daryl, shout out to you. And I'm very grateful for you putting together a beautiful spot for us. With that, I would like to introduce you to my friends at SCORE. When I first moved to Max 6, I had been at another location for about a year, and I had my first introduction to SCORE through Jay Gladney. He was a a guest of mine back in, I want to say, 2017, 2018, and I had never heard of SCORE before that. So uh, I was fascinated, interested, and just recently reconnected with all of you. Shout out to Wally Simon as well, who's become a friend on LinkedIn and just really a a great buddy in business and in life for that matter. And then Alan showed up and poked around our studio, right? And said, what yeah, are people doing? Yeah, I was walking doing? by business radio. Oh. What do you guys do? Yeah, <laughs> and, and I wasn't even there. I came in and Daryl and, and Alan were connecting and it just made sense to have you guys on because it's been so many years. And, and I feel like there's many business owners, wherever they are in their trajectory of their business, that aren't familiar about the wealth of knowledge, experience, and resources that SCORE has to offer us. So with that, I hope I've gotten you excited to listen in. We have with us today Amal Himmelstein, Chapter Chairman for SCORE. We also have Armando, who's on the screen with us, Armando Ojeda. I pronounced that very good, Uh, who is the Southern Arizona Education Director. Welcome. And in the studio with us, Jane DeLong, who's the Education Director for Phoenix. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. So happy to hear you. So let's, uh, whoever would like to take a shot at it, if you give us a brief explanation of what SCORE is and who you are, and then I want to back the train up and I want to hear about each of you professionally, and then we'll come back and talk more about SCORE. So okay. who wants to take a stab at it? Let me start. I'll start. Oh, oh. okay. You can start. Because <laughs> I, I want to follow up on one of Karen's comments. <laughs> Go for it. Are you going to say something about Jay? I'm going to say something about you. So one of the reasons that you don't know about scores because we pride ourselves on being America's best kept secret. Oh. And that's one of the things that we are trying to overcome. And we are and changing and I it work now. Diligently at it by doing workshops and being out in the community. I, yeah. I love that. And I let's, do let's describe first what yeah. score yeah. is. Okay. So score was founded in 1964 by the SBA and we're part of the SBA because small business owners would come into them wanting money. And they'd say, where's your business plan? So SCORE started out with that. From that, since 1964, there are over 10,000 mentors in the United States. There's over 300 chapters, okay? So Armando is with the Southern Arizona chapter. We have a Northern Arizona chapter, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, We have over, I think, in Arizona itself, I figured out there's at least 120 volunteers involved wow. with SCORE. In my chap- and this chapter alone, Greater Phoenix, we have 70 volunteers that are doing primarily mentoring and workshops which, and webinars, which Jane is in charge of. And I am ecstatic to be part of this organization. Very so. good. Jane, anything to add around what, what and who is SCORE is? 
Well, we consider SCORE a volunteer arm of the Small Business Administration, and being associated with the SBA gives us a plethora of resources and tools that are right at our fingertips. Even the website is helpful. You know, we get help from the SBA from that and keeping track of things. So we're, we are volunteers, but the engine supporting us is amazing. And since 1964, I know that's a vintage year because that's the year I was born. (laughs) So it's good to know it's been around. You're much younger than us. (laughs) But I I still feel like I'm vintage, yes. Uh, So great, great explanation for SCORE. Love that Jane gave us an early shout out to the connection to SBA. I know we'll talk about that and thread that throughout our conversation. Now let's take a step backwards. And Armando, if you wouldn't wouldn't mind starting for us, tell us a little bit about yourself professionally. What have you done throughout your career? And then why SCORE? And, you know, why do you find that this is so beneficial to not only yourself, but the people you have an opportunity to connect with? Sure. And that's a really good uh, intro into the type of people who are part of SCORE. So two elements about me. I have experience. I have 40 years of being a corporate nomad. I've worked for all of the, you know, some of the top 10 brands in the world, uh, starting with General Motors, with Ford, McDonald's, and Levi Strauss and Company. So I've been a corporate manager most of my career. I've also run chambers of commerce and been part of uh, business associations and leadership roles. So a lot of what I have done in my past is working with suppliers and small businesses. So for me, this is a fit. And one of the things about the people in SCORE, as you can see here, is that we have a lot of experience and we also want to give back to the community because we know how important the small business community is. They are irreplaceable resources. So what we wanna do is we wanna ensure their success by helping them avoid uh, some of the mistakes that we know small businesses make and also giving them the tools so they can ramp up and scale up and really create an economic engine for jobs and revenue in the community. But you know, I'm sort of representative of you know, what a score person looks like, they rather a former business owner, a former professional, a former corporate executive. And we have a lot of knowledge and experience that we are willing to share. And we're grateful for that. I I know that I need to tap into what you guys are doing far, <laughs> far more frequently <laughs> instead of just every four years doing an interview. So I'm looking forward yeah. to staying connected. Jane, would you be well, willing? Did we mention that it's free? No. <laughs> you, well, I think Jane might have maybe when she was talking about volunteers. Free. Everything is completely. So the, a, a mentor relationship and the resources, everything is free? Everything is free. Also, too, our mentality is a few years ago, we were only focused on mentoring. Now it's education is just as important or more important yeah. than the mentoring. Um, so it, and we have a, a library and we, and one other thing I'd like to emphasize too, when I said 10,000 mentors, if there's a business that needs mentoring and maybe I don't particularly know that business, I can tap into a resource of 10,000 other mentors across mm-hmm. the United States that could co-mentor with me, which is just such Brilliant. a powerful, powerful tool. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I remember Wally sharing that with me, that that's one of the greatest resources that maybe, you know, a, a mentee or a, a student wouldn't already automatically know. But of course, it makes sense that 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 all those 
the collective is there to support the individual business owner. Every aspect of business, whether, you know, I think SCORE is frequently just known as for startups, but you have folks like Armando and Jane and myself that have been in big corporations or have started businesses and grew them and sold them. So every single aspect of business is covered. Perfect. So, yeah. Anyway. Good. Jane, let's hear about you, your career, why score, and what you have found the most beneficial for not only you, but the people that you serve. All right. Well, I have a background. I was uh, retired as a vice president of a large health insurance company and did strategic planning, compliance, quality management, human resources, and gave me a good background then to move into retirement which time I started a bunch of little small businesses here and there. I've done photo organizing and uh, teaching older adults technology. That was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Comes in handy now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a good fit for me, and I've done a lot of uh, organizing events. And so being in charge of webinars and finding speakers just kind of fit right in. And it is really satisfying to try to find presenters who can relate to people. And, are you know, now we do about 80% of our workshops online. We do do some in person. And the people are comfortable with presenting online and we really like a lot of interaction can be a challenge these days some people are are willing to ask questions online but but I think they really benefit from just learning the nuts and bolts of things about business and social media that things they'll need finances how to start up mm-hmm. so. fantastic wow both of you combined and I'm, I'm sure you're just a small representation of course of the the amount of knowledge and experience that people bring. And Alan, tell us about your career and why you landed here. Do we need here. an hour? We, we have an hour. I don't know that your, your co-guests your, uh, co, uh, no, would appreciate no, 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 you. No. I'll, try I, I know I'll, I'll try and keep it short. And, and you don't have to. And I know we've only met a couple of times, but I know how humble you are. So I love that you're... No, I mean that with great sincerity because Daryl and I have enjoyed meeting you the couple of times we've had well, a chance. So I'm glad, I'm glad today you. is finally here. Thank you. So I started out my career with Kraft Foods, got promoted very quickly and was their superstar. And then a German company approached me to start up their business in the United States. Okay. And I thought I was Superman, you know, a young guy, 26, 27, great sales guy. Okay. And now you start up a business from zero and I always wanted to start, have my own business, but now I could do it with somebody else's money. (laughs) All right. And it was a large German company. I mean, they had, they were the inventors of plexiglass, uh, enzymes for food processing. So I started up their business. uh, This was 1981. After a year of only selling $6,000 worth of enzymes, it was a very humbling experience. But I got to learn all the aspects of starting a business. From there, I was hired from another German company that was a flavor company. It was a turnaround. I tried to turn it around. I learned a lot of lessons from that when you don't have any cash. But I wound up selling it to ConAgra, became a vice president of sales and marketing for a $50 million spice and seasoning company. Uh, a third German company calls me up. (laughs) 
Now, Himmelstein, it sounds German. I'm really Jewish. But (laughs) (laughs) they were the largest botanical company in the world, but again, no operations in the United States and wouldn't meet it to the system and and starting and growing the company. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, I basically came to Arizona, 58 years old, and said, what do I want to be when I grow up? Oh, that's right where I'm at today. Thinking, what do I want to be when I grow up? So I started a what's called a, a franchise for uh, a round table. We'll call it a round table or, and coaching. Mm-hmm. So I was business coaching. So I'd have business owners together to meet once a month to discuss their business, uh, their opportunities and their problems. And we have one now in SCORE also, mm-hmm. okay, called the Business Owners Forum, mm-hmm. which was quite dynamic because peers talking to peers is incredible. And then I would also be coaching them once a month. Pandemic hit, sort of falling apart. I said, what am I going to do now? Okay. I play a lot of golf. I play chess. Yeah. But it really wasn't, I missed a certain purpose. Mm -hmm. And I joined SCORE. Well, who was your introduction to SCORE? Actually, my original boss in this startup for selling enzymes was a SCORE president in Naples, Florida. Oh, wow. And I've kept up with him for 40 years. Yeah. So. That's great. Wow. Love it. So uh, Jane, I think, is the one who mentioned that it's not just for startups. Is it industry agnostic? Does it matter on size? Like, let's talk a little bit about the people who gravitate towards SCORE and who else you're looking to support that maybe not may, may not know that SCORE is available to them. Well, since we have so many different uh, tools for people to access on SCORE, it can be any place in their journey of their company. It can, and even, even if someone is uh, deciding that, you know, I'm done with my company. What do I do? How do I set up the, uh, the process, the transition? So uh, between a lot of the webinars uh, are very specific. So if, on our website, people can look for the webin- webinar workshop in person that fits their needs, something very specific. Or as Alan said, you can just get on the, get on the mentor uh resource and see if somebody can actually answer, I have a specific question about this. And then you can, can you imagine one full hour of a resource, either from Phoenix or around the country that could actually sit there and talk to you about it for free? And how often do I get to take advantage of that <laughs> is what I'm wondering. So if you can see it, score is for the life of your business. That's the tagline. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So whether you're starting up or like Jane said, exiting, we're there. Yeah. Am I limited to so many calls or connections a month? No. No. If you can even, if you if you connect with a certain mentor, when you're done with that call, you say, hey, can I sign up for another hour? And, and they get back online and they find that mentor, find a time when they're available yeah. and boom, wow. there. Some people have relationships that go on for years. And uh, when I'm signing up for a time, I'm not only looking for a mentor, I also, do I have a drop-down box that kind of shows me or shows score on the other end who I'd like to connect with or the kind of question I have? Or do Absolutely. I, yeah. Absolutely. You, not only on our website, but on a national website. For instance, a gal got in touch with me from Wiley, Texas, okay, that wants to sell supplements for the veterinary industry. Right. I was in the supplement industry, so she picked me out and we started talking, all right? 
Now, predominantly, Perfect. we want people, let's say, it, we're supporting the greater Phoenix area. But again, it can go across the country. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to give a speech next week to the Inventors Society of Arizona. And I don't know, and I asked Armando and several others about, what do you know about inventors? So I have some better connection in just presenting. References and things. Right. So I, for instance, I typed in uh, patents and trademarks, and I got five responses of Mm -hmm. people to help me out in SCORE to help me get this webinar. Yeah. Armando, how long have you been in Southern Arizona? Are you in Tucson or where? Yes, I'm in Tucson. And so I've been here since 2019. I actually started with the Southern Arizona chapter as the chapter chair uh, because I was with SCORE Southeast Michigan and Detroit. And I started there uh, five years ago because my wife was the chapter chair and I just volunteered to enable her. So I got sucked into it. <laughs> and, well, I, I, I was running a chamber of commerce at the time. So it, I sort of had some understanding about what business associations are about. But basically, I supported my wife. And so because I had that experience, sort of minister without portfolio, the chapter chair was exiting here in Southern Arizona. And so I came in and I accepted the the responsibility. So this is a very interesting market for sure. There's a ton of small businesses. Uh, Fortunately, I speak Spanish. So I've made it my mission to service the the Spanish-speaking community, Spanish-dominant community here. Are you familiar with Local First Arizona? Yes, I am. So I've worked with them. Very, I'm, happy, yeah. I'm happy to hear that I was going to make an introduction, if not. So Thomas Barr does his show here with us at Phoenix Business Radio, Good Arizona Good Business or Good Business Arizona. Since the pandemic, he has been working more closely with his team in Tucson to make sure that the Tucson members have the resources that they need, right? So he reached out and, and uh, we're talking about maybe having a, another, I, another studio in Tucson. somebody on Local First Good. through LinkedIn. I love it. Okay, because I'm a huge LinkedIn uh-huh. fan and user because we want to have those associations with, with the local community. Yep. I mean, it's the service to small business community. Mm-hmm. So. Good. So that leads to my question that both of you are having me think about as you're answering. Feels to me like SCORE would run in tandem well with a chamber, Local First, Arizona Technology, Conscious Capitalism of Arizona. I'm thinking that as our listeners are wrapping their brain around how they might take advantage of what you have to offer, sometimes it's a matter of time. Like, well, I've already, you know, have, I'm in this BNI group or I'm doing this or that. And of course I have to do my daily job. What I'm hearing, and I want to make sure that I'm hearing correctly, this would run tandem well with anything else that you have going on your plate and may help you identify which things that could come off your plate if there is any, uh, or better, better streamline your time and energy so that you're getting what you need out of every relationship. So anybody can speak to that. So at, at one time we had, before the pandemic, almost every chamber in and around the Phoenix area, mm-hmm. we had somebody from SCORE sit there for mentoring at least one day a week or a half a day a week. And in fact, Max 6 in this building, we're here in, on Wednesday afternoon, which is today from like one to four. So we've done that. And now with technology, for instance, I was talking to the Arizona Commerce Authority. Good. They have a platform form where they've asked us to mentor on that platform. Good. Okay. So that somebody could see the score mentor, 
click on it and consequently uh, get a mentor. So happy to hear that that's getting more collaborative in nature. Yeah, and and Matt's, I think Armando made mention of it that it scores the biggest kept secret. That's one of my main goals is outreach and also to emphasize that we are not just for for startups, but mm-hmm. we will gladly take startups. But we have our volunteers come from such a breadth of knowledge and background that they can help any business any size. Mm-hmm. And and you we know. actually well, have yeah. an in-person workshop coming up at one of the chambers, Mesa, for a women's workshop in the Good. You want to give actually, a shout out? Do you have the details yeah, for that? I mean, I know yeah, they can find actually, on the score page, but see if I can actually yeah. in October we have four workshops at the library in Mesa. One is you have an idea. One is business planning. Yeah. One is at local about licensing in Mesa, and one is sort of wrapping up. So good. But we have a lot of workshop webinars planned. I mean, And this one in particular is live. That one is live. In person. However, there's plenty that are online as well. Correct. Good. Armando, you wanted to add something? I do. Um, I want to talk about that small business ecosystem because, you know, SCORE is part of a whole ecosystem. I mean, just being part of the SBA, we're part of the small business development centers. We're part of the uh, National Veteran Business Outreach Centers. Uh, we're part of the Women's Business Centers. So we're connected with all of those agencies. And then we have other relationships with like organizations like Startup Tucson, like you said, uh, Local Arizona, all the micro lenders because Perfect. we have so many startups. And we have relationships with the banks as well that are SBA lenders. Really So important. we work in an active ecosystem and we are just one of many. So not only do we have resources internally, but we have resources that we can refer people to and help them prepare for having an interaction with somebody else. Perfect. And just to add to that, I think what Jane was also referring to, we're having a women's business webinar right here. Yes, that's right. With the Tempe Chamber. Yep. Okay. And then we're also at the Women's Business Center, which is Prestamos downtown. I, w- I was just going to ask about Chicano por la Causa if you were connected, and Prestamos is part of Chicano por la Causa. Correct. Really happy They're to hear that. Lender. Yes, yep. I love hearing it. Right. And we constantly, let's say, I mean, there's a lot of microloans that some of these startups particularly need mm-hmm. and everything, and we refer, refer them to Prestamos. Good. Where we talk about how to get funding, you know, or grants or things like that, or, can, or like Armando said, is really trying to connect them with the right people. And the, the women's seminar that's going to be here is September 16th, and it's on our website. And a couple topics, it'll go from nine to about two-ish, uh, how to empower yourself as an entrepreneur to grow, grow beyond your dreams. Is email marketing important to your business? some things on social media marketing and uh, using surveys. So really good so, topics. Yeah. yeah. And that's in, in collaboration with the Tempe Chamber. Correct. Very good. I, I love that we're, we're talking and, and really modeling and emphasizing <clears throat> that collaboration and that cross resource. Fantastic. How does somebody become, is it a membership? How does somebody begin to use the resources? What does that look like for somebody who's listening and has never uh, thought to reach out to SCORE? So on one side, you can go to the website and ask for a mentor. Mm-hmm. 
or you can also ask to be a volunteer. Okay, let's not diminish right, that because right. we need volunteers. Even though we have 70 in this chapter, it's always helpful to get people with special skills. You know, like for instance, I didn't realize it, but we had one mentor that has not been doing much that worked for Facebook. How valuable mm. can he be to, let's say, because also to being older, some of the folks come in at 30 years old and say, what the hell is my grandfather going to know about Facebook and all the social media? But we have experts on that, and they're not necessarily all retired. Some of them have their own businesses. They're not allowed to promote their businesses, but they're here because they can be of help to the community, okay, yeah. and they want to volunteer. So. so reach out to the website, whether you want to be a volunteer or you need some support is, is the first uh, and easy. It can be done anytime, day or night. You're laying in bed. You're worried about your business. Yeah. Look up SCORE. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Make an could, appointment. Or they could email us directly if yeah. necessary. Okay. The volunteers can be mentors. They can be presenters. Mm -hmm. Make, do a web webinar or do something in person. But a lot of subject matter expert people are retired and want to share their knowledge. And you don't have to be retired to be a presenter. The presenters are anyone who has good knowledge to share. Mm -hmm. So that's good to know. Yeah. Well, people don't even need to have a mentor. They can just ask a question and they'll be assigned someone. That's sort of the benefit because you, know, you want to make it very easy for any small business owner or any aspiring entrepreneur to just be able to ask a question and get a response from a live person, just like we all want to do. And as uh, my colleagues have said, you know, our demographic is changing because we need to reflect our customer base. It's 60% women, 35% minority, and, and they're all younger. And so they all want, you know, what Alan referred to, which is, hey, how do I start my online marketing business, right? And there's more and more inquiries around that. So technology is really important. So the people who volunteer for SCORE I mean, they don't necessarily have to be retired. I mean, we'd really like them to have technology experience, recent technology experience, so they can help these small business owners, you know, put technology into their space. Those are interesting uh, numbers. Women and uh, the mm -hmm. marginalized business owners are typically who, who finds their way to score. Is that correct? Well, that's where clients are. That's yeah. what our statistics show. I, I, I wouldn't have known that. But, and it's so perfect. It's so needed. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of them have home-based businesses and really don't, aren't expecting to grow to multi-million dollar businesses, and that's fine. I think what we do emphasize, especially if they, if they want to start a business, is let's develop at least an outline of a business plan. Mm -hmm. it's, it's critical that people, you know, just doesn't, well, I want to sell this. Well, what's your value proposition? Right. Okay. And what's Does, your Is target? the market wanting it? Yeah. Is your, what's your target market? What channels are you going to, you know, is it, do you have to have a website, Facebook, face-to-face, -face, be in festivals right, close right, by? Right, right, really. What's, yeah, what's well, the approach? You know, just getting them to think about all these things before they just jump in and lose their, spend a lot of money and just waste it. Yeah, a couple times a month, we're out at uh, Mesa Can and, and at A New Leaf, and those are all in person. And we've had a couple opportunities to actually write your business plan. It's part one, part two. We have QuickBooks coming up, no charge. Part one, part two, in person, Mesa Can. It, what an opportunity. 
And, and as you're describing some of those workshops, it would make sense to engage, learn, get going, and in addition to that, connect with a mentor, right? Yeah. You, you, I don't know which one of you mentioned it, but the the um, the life of a relationship with a business owner and SCORE could be many, many, many years. It could be. Yeah. It, you know, once and in a while not? you click and that person is available and they want to keep talking. So it develops nice relationships. Not always, but... What can we do, right? Our our audience is their business owners, uh, typically C-suite executives and entrepreneurs. How do we continue to help to get the, get the word out for you, right? We no long we know that you no longer want to be the best kept secret. That we want more people to know about you. So of course that's our purpose in in, in sharing and, and having you interviewed here with me today. Who else do you need introductions to? Where do you see yourself? And I'm, I'm going to use the word, word marketing for lack of a better term. But what is there a strategy in place to Shout from the rooftops besides getting up in the heat and shouting from the rooftops here in Arizona. What's the plan and how can we help you? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I like the question because I'm in the process of sort of developing a strategic plan for Greater Phoenix. Here's what's presently happening. All of a sudden, as chapter chair, I'm getting requests to talk to, for instance, this Inventor Society or Mesa at their business library. So we're getting a lot of requests. But it's not strategic, okay? And, and personally, we're missing a lot of holes. Like, for instance, we're doing everything around Phoenix, but we don't have much activity in Phoenix. Okay. Which, is, which for me is interesting, uh, somewhat disheartening. But it's, it's trying to develop a plan like we're telling everybody else to have a plan. Uh, right, right, right. We have to model practice. It's, it's like what is the, that? The, yeah. shoema- the shoemaker has no shoes or something. <laughs> right. Or the web designer who, you know, wants your business and you go to their website and you're like, wow, I'm not understanding. So why we really I have to, <laughs> and I've only been chapter chair for three months now, but it's basically, you know, like saying, where can SCORE help the most and what communities are we missing right now where we could be in the door? Yeah. Armando, well, it's I, have a, I have a thought about that. Sure. Um, well, part of it is relevance. And so for the longest time, SCORE was not relevant because it was 70-year-old white males and our audience was changing. And so now what we have is situations where we can actually, through our workshops in particular, put together content that people really want to hear about. So, and Jane knows about this, we did a workshop on food, on starting up a food truck. We had 78 people registered. Wow. I mean, that's a huge issue, right? People want to know how to start and operate a food truck. Excellent you know, example. And, and, and we talked about the technology piece, you know, the, the LinkedIn, you know, knowing how to use LinkedIn as a sales tool, that's really popular as well. So it's those kinds of things that, you know, really touch the issues and the problems, the pain points that small business owners have. If we have more content, if we do outreach to them from that perspective, then we're going to be much more relevant and we will stop being America's best kept secret. And to compound on what Armando said, particularly about the food trucks, think about all the people who want to start businesses and how many of them want to start a clothing business, right? Or a restaurant. We can gear workshops and get our people involved to give webinars on starting up or running those things, but being more focused than we are now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which it's something that I, I have to work with Jane and our, our marketing team to really hone in on what we want to do. 
And I don't want to forget this, this business owners forum. Okay. Because this is business owners helping other business owners and they sit there and nope, you learn better from business owner from peers than you do from anybody else. Right. There are a lot of these groups around, uh, uh, you know, across the country. Sure. What's unique about us is, okay, this one business owner has a question, but really needs specialized help. Again, they can go back to our mentors here or across the country and we can bring them in. Okay. And say, look, this, this was the issue. We need to discuss this a little bit further and more intensely. So we're also trying to build that up here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Something to add, Jane? Well, I was just saying that when you take a webinar, you may not have time to listen to it. So if you're, if you're, if you sign up, you always get the recording. So good. I think that that is a good opportunity to, uh, for people on that are in Phoenix or in other associations that can hopefully spread our word to say it's not not you just you don't have to sign up for this specific time and be educated. There is uh, you you do things on your own time. Mm -hmm. So we want people to know that and know about our mentors and other associations and also the opportunity to kind of do it on your own time. Love it. And, yeah. I, and I think that's a very relevant point because we have more people that have gone back to work. And so we've seen some of our workshop uh, numbers drop uh, because during the pandemic, people were at home and they would take time out to watch our webinars, right? Mm -hmm. And our workshops. And so now they're back at work. And so we're trying to find the right times and places where we can get and optimize the attendance and the participation. But, you know, we have all of these recorded webinars, and I think there's another strategy that we have to, to do to let people know that we have all of these things so that they can look at them because they are there on demand. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to the um, Business Owners Forum. That is, is that an in-person opportunity or it's online? And how often do people it's, connect in that group? It's in-person and it's once a, once a month. Okay. okay. And, where, and where do you meet? Max 6. Oh, it is. It is here at Max Six. Yeah. On Wednesdays. Uh, actually, it's on. I think it's the first Thursday of each month. Okay. For our listeners, uh, Max Six is in Tempe, right on the Broadway Curve, and I ten. Wow, that's great to know. What else am I forgetting to ask? I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. I want to make sure that you feel that you've had an opportunity to shout from the rooftops about what you've got going on, and again, who you're looking to support. Again, what introductions can we we help make for you? The Economic Council of Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> Would be a good one. Any Economic Council, I think, is, is, a, is a good contact. We've yeah. had contact with the chambers. That have, you know, it's interesting, too. And I called a couple of chambers, and they have our webinars listed each week or something. And But we really don't know where they're coming from, okay? And we really don't. We really haven't fostered it enough. Okay. The relationship okay. with the chambers. The relationship with the chambers mm -hmm. that, you know, sort of outreaching. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, we have, from my standpoint, we've been doing terrifically as far as the education webinars that we have, the marketing of them, you know, we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, and our websites mm -hmm. and, and newsletters. That's terrific. But you still have to have that outbound touch and feel to the community yeah. and we're working on it. Yeah, clearly <laughs> it's, it's exciting. Who was the gentleman that I got to meet 
uh, in that small little room that you guys do your Steve Engelhardt. Steve, yeah, and uh, and he was the president, the chapter president Correct. before you. Correct. Yeah, kind of neat the dynamic. He'll continue to to work in tandem with you for at least a little while. Is that do, when you? No, he's. Steve is the number three mentor in the United States. So he is not time is <laughs> He has mentored. We need Steve. <laughs> he likes to say, I've mentored over 4,000 people in eight years. He loves mentoring. He loves that role. He loves that role. So he was happy to hand you the, the baton and say, go forth and conquer. I'm yes. going to go back to mentoring. Yes. So, you know, and we have a very good relationship. Yeah. Oh, he seems like and a great been, guy. Everybody I've met through SCORE and, has been just phenomenal. And I... Again, each of you have noted it. It's a volunteer organization. So you have to love helping people and bring your A game, which clearly each of you do. Yeah. No, it's. Well, sometimes people, they have a robust careers and then boom, they retire and you have all that head knowledge. What a better place to volunteer than with SCORE because you can revive and, and work on your own schedule a lot of time. And nowadays you work from home. Because you're you're doing your uh, mentoring on mm -hmm. Zoom. Two and a half years ago, we were doing it all in person. So you had to kind of be ready to pick know, up and go. Yeah. You know, put the whole... Garment. And now it's just we're so used <laughs> to doing the hybrids or yeah. the, the Zoom conferences. Right. And it's helpful for, you know, volunteer, put in a couple hours a week or whatever. And, uh, you know, you've, you've used your brain. So. Yeah. i tell you the truth. I was quite amazed. I am quite amazed at the energy that a lot of these people put in and how much time they put in. Okay. I mean, to be a score mentor, we say, I think the average score mentor spends four hours a week. Okay. But lots of these folks are spending four. 10, 15, 20 hours a week mentoring because they like it. And they care. And about they the care. They're working with. And hmm. they care. You know, also mentoring is, it's not just business mentoring sometimes. It's well, sometimes just life coaching. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Because I gave a, workshop on on Saturday with Steve when ABCs is starting a business and I say before you actually start a business I want to know what your personal vision is where do you want to be in five to ten years okay where do you want this business to be think about that in your situation if you want to have a yacht or something is this business going to do it <laughs> okay yeah and a house in the Pyrenees or something I don't know but the point is or is it just because you're passionate about it. And there's some very good books about entrepreneurs, like for instance, the E-Myth, which is a very my, famous one of my book. favorites. Right. If you recall, the first thing they talk about is this lady that loved making pies. She loved making pies. Her grandmother taught her pies. She was making pies and she starts a business. Now she's making 150 pies a day and she's going, Oh my God. Okay. I hate pies. I hate, <laughs> <laughs> not so much. I hate pies, but it's not fun anymore. Yeah. And it, the passion is gone. Those type of things. We have to keep you passionate and we have to help you develop the business when you're adding, let's say, okay, now it's time for the employee, but you can, you can give off some of the duties, but you can't just totally give them everything because they can start their own store, right. right? How do you change that that little business you have, into, or let's say that job you have, into a real business mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's saleable? I mean, I had a discussion yesterday with a gal that is a business broker that I've known for 12 years, Diane Thomas. Terrific. Okay, but what we discussed is that there's a section of people from, let's say, that are doing less than a million dollars that 
they can't exit their business because they've made it a job. Okay. Yep. And they also, how do you work the, how do you, how do you get them to be able to exit? Because only 30% of businesses overall are sold. The rest of them are just closed. 30%. Only 30%. Because people don't plan their exit. Or right. They don't plan well enough to see how am I going to do this? Or they don't look into the future and say in five or 10 years, where am I going to be? Yep. And one, Jane, you had brought that into the conversation very early on. Again, score is not just for startups. It doesn't matter where you are in the growth of your business. And then you added that point as well, which I think is very, very important and uh, worth repeating to what Alan just said. Have a plan for your exit. Right. And, and, okay, Karen, and I mean, I, your, what's your well, plan? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, listen, you're, you're definitely speaking to somebody who's thinking through that. I, again, I've only had Daryl on board with me for a, year, for a year, and I've had the studio for five years. And I've always known that I want to grow it and have multiple studios. And I've been so in the trenches and busy doing the, the, the day-to-day business. It's finally now time for me to step out and look at what does this look like? What, you know, when is it viable to consider selling? When is the next studio? So I'm, I'm now in the process of that with my team. And I wish that I had known even before. I, I wish I had thought about that before I even opened up because I likely would have done things very differently. Um, I've sold another business very successfully with some partners several years ago, which gave me the leverage to open this and an auto, auto shop. And yet I'm making some of the same mistakes. And that's one of the <laughs> first things they say when you start a business is plan your exit. Yeah, I, I've heard that from many of our succession planners and, and, and our financial advisors, our bankers. That is, I think, the greatest advice. And, and clearly, SCORE will you know, help people understand that. Plan your exit as you're building your business. Armando, jump in here. Anything to add around this piece? Oh, start with the end in mind, right? That's what they all advise. In fact, we just did a succession planning uh, seminar for a group of kitchen and bath remodelers. It was about 30 people there. None of them had thought about that, but they have fairly substantial businesses because they're a construction company, they're a remodeling company, they're a design company. So they have a lot of pieces. You know, you have to put it in the context of, well, this is your 401k, this is your IRA. You have to get the money out at some point. And that's not what people are thinking. And as Alan said, you know, 70% of the businesses die with the owner. I never knew. And I have that, that own personal experience with my own father. So, you know, it's because, you know, people don't trust, don't delegate, and because they think that they can do it all themselves and they can't. And when you grow your business, it grows beyond you. And then you have to manage it from a more strategic standpoint. And you have to figure out what you're going to do with the business, yep. as well as managing its growth and managing its transition. Because this is, again, as I mentioned earlier, it's a community asset. It's an irreplaceable community asset. If you lose a business after 25 years, the suppliers are affected, the customers are affected, the family is affected. So you have a big ripple effect of losing a business. So I'm pretty passionate about succession planning. And I just think that that's really one of the issues of the moment because the baby boomers are on the edge of retirement. Yep. And to add to that too, like for instance, if you are the rainmaker for your business and you leave, who is going to bring in the rain? Yep. Who's going to make the rain? You know, and again, what you've done is you've, you've spent a lot of time and energy as a job. And if 
somebody said to me too, if you're an entrepreneur, your riches aren't until you sell the company. Hmm. Okay. It's like, I've worked all my life and now I have this asset. Maybe you're doing a million or $2 million. Okay. But if you can't sell it, there's your 401k or whatever else you consider an asset. And most people that try and sell their business overestimate its value by at least three to four times. Overestimated. Overestimate the value because they don't have everything in place. And their persona is typically tied to the way that business is. So until they can step away, get the right people, right people in the bus, right seats in the bus, right? Yeah. Uh, They wouldn't be able to have someone take over effectively because it's so much about who they are. And I helped one person, this one guy, develop an exit plan. And it took maybe two years to really develop an exit plan so that he could Mm -hmm. sell it. But he Mm -hmm. says, now it's running so great. Why should I leave? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love it. Jane, anything else you want to add? We're getting close to where we're kind of going to wrap up. Just going to say, if you grow big enough, you might want to consider starting a franchise. So we have webinars on on franchise. Or joining SCORE as a volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> or, we, bo- or both. We actually have one of our one of our members, one of our volunteers now, was a SCORE mentee for 15 years with Steve, Steve Englehart, mm-hmm. who you met. And now she says, I want to give back. And oh, now she's awesome. a volunteer. Yeah. And she did a great video testimonial of hers, too. So good. Yeah. Uh, as we kind of uh, wrap up, I would love for each of you to share, again, your role with the organization, with SCORE, and what your wheelhouse is as it relates to your your role. So as chapter president, is that what it's called? Chapter chapter chair. We chapter chair. You're here to shout from the rooftops. Yes. I'm <laughs> uh, good at that. Uh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> and what, what else are you loving about your new role? Well, I love forming teams, basically. Okay. That's one of the, you know, we formed a good marketing team now. Jane already had a good educational team together. Okay. That's why you brought her to tag team with you today. Well, you know, <laughs> she's, she's been good for me and I hope I've been good for her. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I like forming teams, but I, I really like the outreach portion. Very good. I had to stop mentoring for a while because there's so many things thrown at me at one time, you know, um, I still love mentoring. It's, it's, it's a thrill, you know, when these people say, Alan, that you've been so helpful. That's how I get my kicks. Yeah. But for right now, we need to lean on you for leadership as it relates to teams and putting the rest of the crew to work so that you can serve more people. And like we said, also strategizing, how do we we don't want SCORE to be unknown. Yep. We want it to be known. So that takes some effort. Yeah. Again, a team effort to, to get it out there. So I'm going to say thinking. out loud to your marketing team, if they're listening or when they're listening, <laughs> that this particular interview is almost an hour long. It's Creative Commons content, which means that you can slice it, dice it, chop it up, and turn it into smaller sound bites. Armando, Jane, and Alan have each shared a lot of great examples and stories around how critical the SCORE uh, mentor and volunteer program is. So this 
you have a lot of content right here. You can use yep. it in its entirety, upload it to the website. You could also turn it into smaller sound bites, turn it to an article, put it in your newsletter. This is our gift, right? You are a gift to the community. This Absolutely. is what we do as well. Absolutely. We want to make sure that you, you've shared so much about the organization. Uh, so hopefully you'll you'll get to um, have your marketing team put this to work. And if they have any questions, they can get with Daryl and I and we'll help them utilize the content. Jane, your role as Education Director Phoenix, Education Director right. Phoenix. I had to look at my notes clearly. Tell us about yeah. your role and what you love about it. Well, I'm always on the hunt for a good speaker that will relate to a specific business need and someone who's comfortable in presenting and sharing information. So I enjoy doing that. And we have, as Alan said, such a good team on the executive committee level and also people that work for us willing to do some marketing and and uh, loading our websites and just a, a really great group of people who are totally dedicated to scores. So I enjoy working with those people, finding finding uh, people with skills that can present and also working with Armando and yeah. Alan. And I'll throw my hat in the ring around the mental health piece of being an entrepreneur or business owner. If you ever have done anything around really self-care and that sort of thing, uh, I'm your girl. All right. Yeah. Good to know. That's my. That's one of my wheelhouses. Ah, good. I got a thumbs up from Armando. <laughs> Very Absolutely. good. Yeah. Armando, tell us about your role in Southern Arizona. Is it similar to Jane then? Um, yes, it is. But I think of myself as more the internal and external communications person because the content that we deliver, um, I do it in tandem with other organizations. So Pima County Library is our sponsor for our workshops. We do district-wide workshops with Jane. We also have Google webinars with our national partner, Google, and also some workshops with our other national partner, FedEx, that talk about e-commerce. And so, and so I try to work with like the SBDC. So we do some government contracting and banking workshops with them. But I also try to bring some of those speakers, some of those resources into the chapter to educate the mentors, to educate our members about the resources that they have available to them so that they can be more effective in terms of serving their clients. So my job is to just bring the resources, put them out there for the community and bring them inward so that we can utilize them as well. Armando makes a very good point too, because on one side, again, there's two things that are other things I like about SCORE. One is the camaraderie, okay? Yeah, clearly. You can't, <laughs> that's terrific. But the other is the continuous learning. We as mentors still have to learn. Sure. So I brought somebody in last time just to discuss about grants because maybe 25 to 50% of the people that are starting a new business wouldn't know about grants. So we have to keep our mentors up to date. Mm -hmm. Okay. And another one I brought in that is one of our subject matter experts to talk about Facebook. Yes. Okay. So to bring our mentors up to date about Facebook, okay, not just the mentees, but so that the mentors are well-educated, okay? And yep. some, I have one mentor that says, I would pay money just to go to your chapter meetings. Yes. <laughs> uh, I have an introduction for you, and I think this will resonate with each of you. Lisa Rehurik is the owner of RFP Success Company, and so she helps uh, businesses win bids, right? Government and large uh, corporate contracts. She would be an excellent 
excellent speaker for you. Yeah. Um, and she, I just spent the weekend up with her in her uh, place in Forest Lakes. A very dear friend. I would love to make that introduction. Great. And she's Thanks. a phenomenal speaker and uh, is knocking out of the park for years in this wow. particular niche. And that a lot of people know that, you know, <laughs> how you write a grant, how you submit a bid, it's all around the story that, that you share. And so I'm sure she'd be very happy to help, uh, help you guys. Okay, good. I will make sure that we make that introduction. This has been a fast and furious and phenomenal almost hour. I want to thank each of you so much for being here. I know that in our notes, we have the uh, website as greaterphoenix.score.org. And can I assume that it says tucson.score.org as well? No. No, Southern you, cannot, Arizona. you cannot assume that. Yeah, of course. No. It's southernarizona.score.org. Thank you. Southern Arizona, shame on me, right? It's right on your screen. No. Armando, like, Karen, what? we've been together for almost an hour. What are you doing? What are you doing? Southernarizona.score.org. And greaterphoenix.score.org. There's a theme here. And all you really have to remember is score.org. And then you yep. go in yep. and ask for the location. Thank goodness for, yeah. you know, how so smart national, technology can be. In national basis, it's score.org. Yeah. And you can type in your zip code good. and it'll probably go to our website or something. Very good. Yep. Uh, and then you're also on Twitter. And I see, of course, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook as well. I'm very grateful for the reintroduction to SCORE. Uh, again, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, give a big, you know, heart and, and love to my friend Wally. We've got a guest coming up that um, he's been mentoring and, and we'll have him on the on the show here soon. So, Armando, great to meet you. Thank you for making time for us today. Jane and Alan, Likewise, thank you both thank as you. well. Thank you very much for having us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from Max 6 Entrepreneur Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, again, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you.